Boston Bruins general manager Don Sweeney had a lot to say during his end-of-season media availability on Wednesday, including his own contract status. We're going to talk about what we learned from Don Sweeney on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube, so please do hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. We'll be doing daily podcasts through the playoffs, heading into the draft and free agency, so you're not going to want to miss a thing here on Locked On Bruins. You can also follow along on uh, Twitter, Instagram, at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, I'm a lifelong Bruins fan living in southern Ontario. Been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years. And yeah, we're heading towards a pretty interesting offseason here with respect to the black and gold. Don Sweeney met with the media yesterday, Wednesday, and had quite a lot to say. I want to start with his contract status. He has an expiring contract as the general manager of the Boston Bruins, and there's some question as to whether he will be extended Could he take a step back? Could he take a step up, be promoted, and someone steps in and takes over the GM role? He said, I'm under contract for right now. I've had a discussion earlier in the year in terms of the indication of where my path will be, and that will be determined in short order. What exactly does that mean? Well, his contract has yet to expire. He's had discussions earlier in the year with team president Cam Neely, perhaps ownership as well, in terms of where his path will be, whether that's up, status quo, taking a step back. Uh, It will be determined in short order. Cam Neely is going to speak to the media here on Thursday, so perhaps we'll get a better idea of uh, what that means, what exactly Sweeney's future holds. A lot of people were saying yesterday he should have been pushed more to answer, but he might not even have the answer at this point. It's not really in his control whether or not he's offered a new contract. Um... So we'll have to see exactly whether or not he remains. And if he's in charge of the ship 
as they make decisions this offseason. One of those huge decisions, obviously, will boil down to um, the decision from Patrice Bergeron as to whether or not he will be back. If he does indeed retire, then obviously there will be huge holes down the middle for the Bruins to plug. You could argue that the second line center vacancy still looms as well. He reiterated that they're going to give Bergeron as much time as he needs. Uh, You can look at plans B and C, but you don't replace that type of player and what he means to the organization. It may take years to replace that player in that sense. Sweeney said you have to give him all the latitude in the world to make the best decision for him and his family. They're going to do that. He's given us indications that he's not going to hold us up in that sense in terms of uh, what they may have to do subsequently. But having said that, there's not a timetable necessarily. You would hope that you would have a decision before the draft, certainly before free agency, if they have to seek help elsewhere or explore the trade market. But in the same way that you were not able to replace David Krejci by committee internally, you're not going to replace a Patrice Bergeron. There's nobody like him. He's a Selkie finalist for 11 straight years. He could, very, he should very well win again this year. And again, Sweeney said it might be years in the making in terms of drafting a player, developing a player like that. Count your blessings every day that you have a player like that. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, when you have an iconic player, a player that's going to be in the Hall of Fame, that's how it happens. You kind of luck out in the draft. You develop him organization for 18 years. And, you know, there's no guarantee. It's highly unlikely that you're ever going to find another player like Patrice Bergeron. He was asked whether he would look via trade or free agency um, to find someone else. He said, let's acknowledge that we're not playing right now. They're disappointed that they lost to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, They have to look internally, first and foremost, at areas that they might need to improve. That falls on him with player personnel, whether or not they're going to implement internally or whether they develop properly. Do they have players in the system that can step in? You look at the cupboard, it's it's kind of bleak, especially in terms of high-end prospects who can step in immediately. Um, replacing those players, you saw a little bit of that in the first part of the season where they had some new faces. People were feeling out whether where they were going to fit in. The coaching staff was figuring it out. Um, they figured it out kind of February, March. That's the team they had envisioned. They played very well. Um, Ideally, you kind of bring it back. They have everybody playing at that level. 
beginning in October instead of figuring it out in January. But the Bergeron question looms large, and if he's gone, then it's a whole different story. And that's where I suggest you possibly look at what the market holds for a Brad Marchand. Can you get a younger roster player who can step in? Can you get a number one center? Who knows? Um, but it's certainly something worth exploring, and I'll talk about that more on uh, next week's episodes of Locked On Boston Bruins. As Don Sweeney makes this decision, perhaps he needs a built bar to keep his energy up. I don't know about you, but I love brownies. Sometimes I eat some of the batter just while I'm making brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in it. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever, the Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. Their puffs are so good. They're chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bars, uh, low calories, high protein, low sugar, and they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Build.com to get brownie batter puffs right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, Don Sweeney was asked yesterday about David Krejci, whether or not he has spoken to him, the possibility of him coming back. He said, not recently. Um, you know, David Pasternak has gone over to play in the World Championship alongside Krejci for Czechia. Um, Sweeney said, knowing how close they are, I'm sure there will be a conversation that will maybe trickle back to him. He kept in touch with David and his camp throughout the year. He had hard decisions to make in terms of promises he made to his family overall. Ultimately decided to stay and see it through. That's referring to possibly coming back for the stretch run. At some point, if he decides he wants to return, hopefully he gets a call and they can have a conversation. But he's not gone down that path for several months. Uh, he values playing the game and being highly competitive. He was highly productive playing for his hometown team. Um, he would probably come back seamlessly to the Bruins and fit in with what they're trying to accomplish, but it's incredibly hypothetical, and he'll cross that bridge if and when it's, it's uh, presented. From my perspective, I don't see that happening. Uh, Krejci had the chance to re-sign with the Bruins after Taylor Hall was re-signed. He chose to honor his family, to take them home so that his kids can have a relationship with his parents. 
he had an opportunity to come back for the playoff drive, chose not to. I don't see how things are going to change at this point as well. They're even more settled over there. I don't think his desire to be close with family has disappeared after one year. His kids are in school. It wouldn't be very fair to them to, you know, kind of trans transition them back to the States and all that. I just don't see that happening. Uh, so... We'll have to see, but again, it doesn't really seem like that's going to be an option. Speaking of Pasternak, he was asked about a contract extension for him. He's eligible to re-sign beginning July 1st. He has uh, some time left on his contract. One season left, I believe. Uh, And he will need, certainly... A contract extension one season left 6.67 million dollars certainly in line for a raise it's a general conversation that he has had in terms of signing at the earliest possible opportunity obviously mutual interest between Pasternak and the Bruins they'll dive right into it this summer and there's never been an indication that Boston is not where he wants to play. He wants to win. He's obviously a great player, an important player, and they'll attack it like they've done with all the other players who feel the same way. When it comes to Jake DeBrusque and his trade request, he said he doesn't think things have changed in terms of DeBrusque wanting a change of scenery. Other than he's definitely happier. His mental health has certainly improved, which is great. Life has improved an awful lot. COVID protocols have ended for the most part. And things are a bit more back to normal. And he's also playing great. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. He went out. He performed. Perhaps it's a clear headspace. Perhaps it's just... um, not really thinking about things. Now he's going to take some time to reevaluate. Maybe realize that he peeked over the neighbor's yard and the grass is not necessarily greener. And his lawn is looking pretty damn good too. But players have their own right. Sweeney said he knows what DeBrusque is capable of. He showed that again this season with the 25-goal campaign. Everybody would like to hold all of our guys to that standard. And to his credit, he went out and performed and played uh, very, very well. Um, So at the moment, doesn't seem as though that trade request has been formally rescinded. But hopefully uh, they can work it out. He was asked if he's looking for more offense and if they should sacrifice defense for more offense. He said he doesn't think they're going to stray from a foundational standpoint. Um, You know, Carolina used their back end in the offensive blue line. A little more systematic where they have more time, but he thinks the Bruins have to find a way to contribute offensively from the back end. 
doesn't always have to be driving, but he does believe that with McAvoy, Lindholm, uh, you know, Grizzly's shoulder was bad, so maybe not as effective, but they have to be able to contribute in that way. A five-man mentality, not just going to start from the goal line. It's great to be idealistic, he said, and say every clean breakout leads to a great transition play through the rush, and that's what forwards want. But when the other team does what they're supposed to do, that doesn't necessarily present itself. So how do you create in-zone? Earlier in the year, they weren't creating as well cycle-wise, and then they got much, much better getting to the interior. Taylor Hall transformed his game a little bit, going to a net front and doing a pretty good job there. Basically, they're just trying to find that balance. They all knew depth scoring needed to improve, and it did throughout the year. Fell off at perhaps the most critical time of the year against a really good team. And um, it's on him to find guys that can score at a higher rate with one chance as opposed to needing 15. That's a difficult exercise, though. They all go hand-in-hand in terms of how they want to play um, pockets of the game they can continue to improve upon. And that's what head coach Bruce Cassidy and their discussions say, okay, where do you want to give? Do you want that transition game? Do you want a more offensive possession game, cycle game? Um, if you're hell-bent to just try to tilt the ice all the time, you're going to have to trade it off somewhere. And you might want to wish your goalies luck at the start of the year if you're going to play that way. If your defensemen are always going to be active, always pinching. We saw that in the series, that Grizzly pinch in, I think it was game one, that led to a direct goal against. Um, so it's how much offense do you want from your blue line versus how much do you want them to um, kind of protect your own zone, and get the job done as they have. So that might be a philosophical difference between the coach and the general manager, whether or not that's divisive. I don't think so. I think they can, um, you know, work it out and come to some sort of agreement, but... There's definitely a question as to whether it's personnel-based or system-based and who takes the blame for that lack of secondary scoring. Is it the general manager for not bringing in the players or is it the coach for not getting everybody active enough in the offensive process? And that's something that will have to be worked out behind the scenes. Now, before we get to a couple other things that Don Sweeney had to say, a quick word about BetOnline. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wagering information, from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more, head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Uh, Don Sweeney was asked if he's looking for a power forward type. And he said, during the playoffs, anytime you can put, you can have guys that occupy interior ice and can score there, it's only going to help you overall. Philosophically, you'd love to have that. Whether or not you develop it, draft and development, or you acquire it, no different from trying to amass the best players at any position. He does believe it's an area that really helps, especially as things get tight in the playoffs. When you talk about playing against team, good teams, the Islanders series last year, the Hurricane series this year, or Tampa in the past, you know you have to get inside and you have to beat a really good goalie. Size matters, but um, they don't hold a smaller guy like Marchand to a lesser standard. He's not very big, but he plays all the attributes of a power forward. In the playoffs, other teams are looking to shut down the best players. Sometimes that gets leveled out and negated, and then other guys step up. We saw that in Game 7. Max Domi had a hell of a Game 7, and um, that's sort of what you have to have happen. Not a power forward, but a guy like Fabian Lysel coming in the system has to understand that this is what translates into the playoffs. It's a willingness to get inside, get dirty. Uh, the Hurricanes have been building for a while now. They've got guys that have come along, played it, and uh, developed, grown, not to take anything away from them, but... He does believe the Bruins left something on the table, and it's his job to find the tweaks, find the changes, or convince players, coaches, development, all the way up. That's where it falls. You know, he had an opportunity to get, grab a guy like Max Domi at the deadline. Didn't pull the trigger, and you see it directly come back and, um, and bite them. Um... He was asked also about the coaching. He says they have a good coaching staff. They dig in, um, try to get the guys as prepared as possible, identify deficiencies. Um, they all want to add the absolute right pieces. And at times, they were doing it well. At times, they're falling short. But as a staff, the coaching staff attacks the areas of the game uh, defensively, they're not a team that gives up an awful lot. But, of course, like I was saying, they didn't score enough. They were expected to drop from 2.5, 2.4 goals to 1.6 in the playoffs. Uh, is that a function of playing a really good defensive team? Or is there something systemically that kept them from being able to breakthrough you know there were times when they did break through even in game seven um just didn't get the bounces uh so again they have to figure out what it is is it personnel is it all personnel no is it all systemic no is it execution a lot of the times that's the part where he appreciates where the staff and their willingness to dig in and try to find the areas of the game where they can improve. Um, they're not perfect. They're not going to do things as well as they necessarily want or should. So they all have to continue to improve as an organization.
he said he's been around in Boston long enough for people to know in terms of pressure and what he's going to lump in himself and hold himself accountable. The Jacobs family, the organization, the history of the Bruins, the standard that they're being held to is exactly what he aspires to, and that's winning. To be perfectly clear and honest, he said it's the aspiration to be the best in class on and off the ice. And when they're not, they want to hear about it. There's criticism. He doesn't necessarily feel it's all constructive, but it's appropriate when you're not held to or you don't live up to the standards that you have. He stood up there yesterday and said if he can put the best team together, if Patrice wants to continue to play, the mindset that they aspire to uphold is winning. What they've tried to do over the course um, of the last several years is remain competitive and to leave it all on the table. They didn't accomplish what they had hoped to do in the course of the season. Only one team does, but they continue to aspire to be that team. You're going to go through pockets. You're going to go through cycles, uh, ups and downs. But the standard is always there to be a really competitive group. They've been competitive. They want to remain competitive and play the right way. And that's what they're going to try and do. Uh, they think they have the building blocks in goal and on the back end. Uh, with Swayman, Allmark, you're building around McAvoy, Lindholm, Grizzly, Carlo. Those are some really good building blocks. But if you use a, lose a player like Bergeron, then there's obviously a hole there. Might take some time to fill that in at center. Might take some time to draft a player, develop a player, put them in that situation. Um, so to sum this all up, obviously a lot of it is going to fall on whether or not Patrice Bergeron decides to retire. If he does, then the Bruins obviously have a huge hole to fill um, down the middle. Can they do that via free agency, um, via trade? We'll explore who's available, but you know, there's guys like Evgeny Malkin, uh, Claude Giroux, uh, who else? Mark Shifley might be available in Winnipeg. Nazem Kadri will be a free agent. Not a, a deep group, but there's some players there. There's some players who may be available via trade. Uh, but first, it's giving Bergeron time to make his decision and then going from there. And hopefully it's done before uh, you know free agency trades, the draft, and such. But a lot of it boils down to that. And who's making these decisions? Hopefully we'll get some clarity from Cam Neely today when he meets with the media and see how things are going um, with regards to Sweeney remaining general manager. Uh, I believe he will be back. I believe Cassidy will be back. And um, yeah, a lot of interesting things said. From Sweeney, the big question is Bergeron, and then also 
kind of balancing the personnel that you have with the system that you're trying to implement and how to get that scoring up. Anyways, this is a longer episode because Don Sweeney said a lot of stuff yesterday. I hope it was insightful. And I'll be back tomorrow to recap what Cam Neely said today to the media. Um, Hope you're all doing well. We've got softball tonight if the rain holds off. Um, And uh, maybe check out the latest episode of The Staircase on HBO Max, which I'm really enjoying. So yeah, thanks again for tuning in, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.